Hey everybody, and welcome to Pop Culture Pizza Party, a podcast about movies, TV, the internet, and anything happening in pop culture. I'm Gavin. And I'm Stephanie. And all the things happening in pop culture right now are nothing. Mm, yeah, everyone's just... Uh... We're existing? Yeah, that's yeah, probably the best of way existing. to say yep. uh, Today we've got a very spooky episode spooky. dealing with some real life spooks that, that have happened <laughs> on the set of films. Shudder did a very cool series called Curse Films. It's a five part documentary series that premiered on the Shudder service. And before we get to that spookiness, I have some spookiness happening in my phone. What kind of spookiness? Well, we were talking about playing uh, MLB The Show because you're like, I want to play this baseball game. Well, we've talked about playing video games together. And yeah, it's... we have been playing some games together. And baseball season is supposed to be going on right now. Yeah, and we miss baseball. so Very much so. We're playing MLB The Show 19 because <laughs> why get 20? Because it's not real right now. It's not. I mean, there's no real baseball, so we're not out of date yet. Yes. But um, you mentioned that you were going to play for the Mets. Yes, I did. I think I'll be the Mets. Why the Mets? I just it just popped into my head. I was like, <laughs> which okay, not a big deal. An hour later, after we play, you and I were were both Cubs fans. Yes. An hour later on my Instagram, suddenly they're trying to sell me Mets shit. What? I don't I don't know if it was my phone that heard it or the Alexa because we said it in front of Alexa. We did. We were and talking in front of Alexa. She is listening. She asked me what my name was recently. It's getting very personal. Oh, very much so. I'm concerned. I want to know what else that she knows. Do you ever have that happen when you like say something or you're talking about something and then it starts getting sold to you? Ooh, yeah. Well, yeah. it's always the one time I I click on one thing and then, you know, all of the advertisements. Oh are yeah, that like item. I'm a t-shirt addict, and every time I buy like one horror movie t-shirt, it's like here's all the other websites that sell horror movie shirts that are specific for just your taste. Yeah, but this was something that we were talking about. It yes. wasn't like we were on the internet. It was... Yes, but I've had it happen before where I've thought of something and it pops up. Oh. I don't know how that <laughs> works. It could be a coincidence, but I was thinking about something very, very obscure, and then the exact the exact question thing I was thinking of popped up. And that... Is creepy. It's not good. I don't like it. Or you have powers, superpowers, perhaps yes. that we don't know about. Here's a fun fact that you're not going to be able to unsee. Every fourth, every fourth post on Instagram or Facebook is an ad. That's a lot of advertisements. Every four posts down. So count, people, count. Yes. One, two, three, cha, cha, cha. Yep. It might not be after the first one. It could be after, like, the, it could be the second post if you're starting at the top. But every four posts after that, it is an ad. So it must be an algorithm that they're using. It's an algorithm of selling you shit you don't need. Very much so. But if we had merchandise, I'd be like, <laughs> algorithm, tell them to buy it. <laughs> tell them to buy it. All right. We are going to talk about Curse Films now. The Shudder original series. Shudder does some good stuff. We have not watched Horror Noir, but I hear that's very good. It deals with African Americans in horror movies and how they've been treated, things like that. But did you like Cursed Films overall? Overall, I did. The only critique I have was each episode kind of went off on tangents. It's it like had a when lot you're of filler. It feels like sometimes, you know, when you're talking to, you know, a grandparent or one of those random uncles that are telling stories and they just sort of go off on tangents. You're like, what? What's going on? The episodes are not that long either. No. Each episode is about twenty eight minutes and they covered five films that were allegedly cursed. There were things that plagued production, there were accidents on sets, and there were several deaths involved in these curses sometimes. We should have counted. The, all the deaths? Yes. I Well, yeah, we could have. <laughs> Welcome to Kill Count. I'm James A. Janice. <laughs> We're going to count the number of deaths of these cursed films. So it was The Exorcist. Exorcist was the first episode. Omen. Omen. Uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. 
The Crow. The Crow. I don't know why, why I keep repeating what you're saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and Twilight Zone, the movie. Which, the season ended much stronger than yes. it started. Yes. Even though they start off with The Exorcist, which is by far one of our favorites. I love The Exorcist. I saw The Exorcist finally for the first time with you yes. back in 2018. In a, in a real movie theater. In a real movie. In a real old, <laughs> decrepit movie theater. Which uh, is re- even creepier. Remember movie theaters? I remember. But The Exorcist, great movie. You heard all the stories about people fainting in the aisles because it's oh, yeah. so scary. I don't think The Exorcist... I don't think The Exorcist... I don't think The Exorcist is so scary... As much as it is just a great movie. Well, and the backstory behind it is creepy. So I don't know about you, but I the episode of Cursed Films where they talk about The Exorcist, a lot of the information I already knew, partly because I'm a nerd and I listened to Inside the Exorcist, a podcast by Wonderly and narrated by Mark Ramsey. Ooh, and I listened to it a little bit with you and they yes. had like interviews with the director yes. and the cast. And yeah, stuff like that. it's a podcast, right? It's actually really creepy that's scarier perhaps than the exorcist itself for me and there were some very odd things that happened during the exorcist for instance you had one of the extras turning out to be an actual murderer oops yeah they actually hired a real radiation tech or whatever during the one scene that bothers a lot of people i can't remember what the the medical scene the the medical scene where it squirts blood yes (laughs) and that guy actually turned out to be a murderer and they found bodies in his house yeah he accidentally killed someone he didn't accidentally kill was high and yeah. Oh, was it an accident? It was an accident, so he says. Ooh, was that on the Wondery podcast? <laughs> that no, it was on the documentary. Okay, well I can't tell. Did you, you fall asleep? I've watched five of these damn things. <laughs> I can't keep all these curses straight. But for me, it wasn't so much about the Exorcist as it was about exorcisms in general, and then bringing in a supposed gentleman. I say gentleman, guy who does exorcisms. <laughs> I don't know why I was calling him a gentleman. He's like, hello, yes, I'd like to ask the demon to leave. Yes, but but they were leave, interviewing please? people who were going to be exercised, which is something I would, now that I say it out loud, like, we all need exercising. We all need to be getting out, walking our laps. We all need to be doing our walks. Let the demons come out of us. And I just imagine now a demon at Orange Theory. Like, <laughs> come on, do it, baby, do it. Come on, come on, stay in the orange zone. That heart rate's up. Like, I'm already dead. <laughs> <laughs> but that was This episode weird. is named Demon and Orange Theory, by the way. That's what we're naming it. But it was weird to me. Like, I was expecting, especially that's the first episode of this documentary, right? I was expecting it to be more about the exorcist. Yes. And it was actually half and half. Like, one part exorcist, one part guy who thinks he exercises people. I did like how they talked to Linda Blair and her experience on set and how oh. kind of intense it was and some of the weird things that happened around oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean... There are scenes that are shot that you didn't realize she really was in pain. Like the harness, they were flipping her body around as yeah, a small Yeah, and it was too girl. tied and they sl- and, Yeah, slammed her body. And I mean, like her really injured and Then the her. actress that played the mother was slammed into a wall. And oh, that, yeah. And that was a real it's take. Like, one take, we're going to get the real deal. And you're like, ooh. And a lot of it, too, was like just malfunctioning equipment and things like being tightened too tight or things people get hurt. Safety. And then, of course, William Freakin famously firing a gun to get a genuine reaction for certain things. Again, what do directors do on these sets? Well, this was during the time of like the new age of Hollywood where directors could do anything really to get away as long as their art was being made. Like Scorsese, Spielberg. You mean anything? Anything. The casting couch was a gooey. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so The Exorcist, 
like, but there wasn't really a curse surrounding it, though. And it's just a creepy book. Nobody really died, movie. did they? Uh, I don't think so. There was just weird accidents. And yeah. threats from, like, the Vatican or just... No, they actually... It was the opposite. Oh, did they like it? Yes, because it helped to reinforce that evil is real and that faith is important. Mm, okay. Did we watch the same documentary Listen, I, I, all, a lot of these curses run together. The, the first three are all, like, ghost movies. Well, let's talk about The Omen, then. Well, we gotta... Well, yes, let's talk about The Omen. <laughs> well, I know that Linda Blair had some issues later on in life as well with, like, addictions and things like well, that. Well, because people thought she really was... Possessed. Possessed. And yeah. that's a problem. And there's one part like she wouldn't even like talk about. Yeah. The, like dealing with some of the people and being forced to stay in her house and stuff. Well, and that's why she went into helping dogs. Yeah. So she is a, is a rescuer now. Yes. There you go. So Exorcist episode, at, if you had to rate it out of five, how would you rate it? A three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. Because again, I already knew a lot of the story and also they spent a lot of time on the one guy who's exorcising random people. <laughs> do you think he was real or do you think he was full of shit? I think he's full of shit. And okay. quite frankly, there's that one part where... The one guy's like thanking him and then handing him hundred dollar bills, and I'm like, uh. "Thank you, my gusta, for getting the the demon out of my mother." I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's gotta be weird." Like, if you're doing the Lord's work, then again, if you are doing the Lord's work, churches love their money. So he, he definitely wasn't doing the Lord's work; he was just exercising. <laughs> and a one and a two. Give I'll me yell, twenty push I will yell at a woman who's mentally ill for some <laughs> cash. I'll do it. Gosh, I know that made me very uncomfortable. Yes, the Omen, another movie about the devil spawn. <laughs> Antichrist, Damien, great movie. Real uh, 1976, fun. right? 1976. God, the 70s were all up about devils. Now, this movie had a lot of weird things happen. Such as? Such as Gregory Peck being in a car accident. Or no, plane crash. Plane crash. Or avoiding the plane crash. Oh, avoiding a plane crash. Yeah, there were, like several, <laughs> there were several plane crashes that happened around this. And then there was uh, the decapitation of one of the extras or somebody working on the film. Yeah, oops. That actually mirrored one of the things. One in of the... the scenes in the film. I think that's a creepy yeah, thing. Yeah, somebody else got impaled the same way in, as a movie. Yeah, so accidents happening. Again, safety first, people. But again, you're like, is all of this curse related? Because they're making a movie about the Antichrist. Richard Donner directed it. And they also received, like, you shouldn't be making this movie about the devil, boy. You're going to invite a bunch of evil into your world. And they had an interesting perspective about it. Tell me more. They, I mean, I'm asking you. <laughs> they, I, I'm letting you. I'm, let, I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up to let me know what's happening. But what is their interesting perspective on it? Um, I feel like I'm in a quiz show and I didn't do my homework. That the film was blessed. They thought the film was blessed by the devil, actually. Exactly. Not cursed by him because Gregory Peck avoided the plane crashes. Uh, I don't know how they feel it's blessed by like crew members getting their heads cut off. But well, the, at least the main characters survive everything. I mean, and I think again that that's an interesting take on like curses versus blessings. Um, I don't know. I felt like it was kind of cursed. So you think that 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 one is cursed? Well, I mean, Gregory Peck is a holy man in my eyes, right? <laughs> like for me, I'll always remember him in To Kill a Mockingbird, and so like he could do no wrong in the <laughs> so- movies. But I think the Omen one, the Omen episode was probably better than the Exorcist one. I agree, It was yes. more interesting because they didn't have, like, some random person coming on and being like, oh, no, the Omen did. The Omen had, like, the hot magic guy. 
Oh, that's right. Well, he wasn't was... hot magic. He was a Satanist? Yeah, he's, he's like, like, like a Satanist, but he was like a black magician or something. Yes, the dark magic. Yeah, like what? Like... And bunny rabbits with flow. Um, I mean, like, I was like, what? The way they brought these people in and they're like, I want to put a, it's very hard to curse something or sit energy. But they found like the hottest Satanist they could. Like, he's like, if you were finally, if there was like a hot Satanist calendar, he'd be Mr. July. <laughs> Where they're like, hey. take like, off I your shirt. I could just see all like the big titty goth girls like, oh my god, take me to hell, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so again a l- tangent, right? Yeah. <laughs> these episodes have tangents. It's like Alistair Crowley was not a hot man, so let's like not make all these Satanists be super hot dudes when most of them are overweight wearing Slayer shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. But again. This one is a bit lighthearted in some ways. If you're talking about cursed movies yeah. out of the five, um, because in many ways, Poltergeist is one of the saddest. Yeah, Poltergeist isn't so much scary or cursed as in like, ooh, spooky, but it's just very, very tragic. Yes, the tragedies sort of linked to Poltergeist. And I remember that. E! True Hollywood Story did The Curse of Poltergeist a few, like, a decade and a half ago. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it was much more in-depth, I believe. Because this, again, just kind of glosses over stuff. You gotta do it in 28 minutes, You gotta do it in 28 minutes. And the the big thing with Poltergeist is how many of the cast passed away, which is very sad. The girl that played the older sister was killed by her boyfriend. Dominic Dunn was murdered by her boyfriend, and that... I mean, that to me was really sort of sad because, uh, you know, it's after the film, right? That people recognize her and it's after the film. Yeah, it it was shortly after the film, too. So as we continue forward with this movie and especially The Crow, so many of these actors and actresses would have had their big break with these movies. And with the, The Death of Dunn, it was very, very sad because Poltergeist was a huge movie. Yes, and then she gets killed by her boyfriend. Yes. And he doesn't, does he get charged or he, I can't remember if he, if he went to jail for a while or yes. not. He did, but it was, it was something pretty light. It was, it was like very, it was like sm- a few years. Yeah. Lesser charges. Uh, yes. And then the big death happened during Poltergeist 3 with his Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann in the movies. Right. The, 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 the little girl. Yeah. They're here. And all that. <laughs> she died of just a misdiagnosed stomach ailment yeah so she was misdiagnosed with crohn's disease Mm -hmm. and then basically because of the misdiagnosis right died and so um they had to what's really sad is that in poltergeist 3 they had not finished filming everything and the director talks about how they had to like rewrite the ending and they hate the ending and and also had to uh, the last few scenes have a stunt double, so another like little a body girl, double, yeah, sort of stand in and not show her face, right? And and so it was really, really heartbreaking for all the folks working on this film to try to wrap the film up without mm. right the main character, the little yes. girl. And they also had to replace the the, the preacher as well from Poltergeist too, but he was very old. <laughs> he was just a very old man, right? So it's just a tragedy. It's another tragedy linked to a film, and that's part of the theme, right? Of this yes, sort of but curses. this curse has some validity though, because there was some controversy over them using real skeletons in the movie. Oh yes. So there was people saying, like, you can't desecrate bodies like that. You can't. So the the entire thing about the movie is kind of 
Like, you, 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 you moved the cemetery, but you didn't move the bodies. Yeah, and what's fascinating is they make it sound like, um, you know, skeletons, real human skeletons hadn't been used in films before, and that's not the case, right? If anything, if I die and you want to use my bones in a horror movie, do it. And I want your name in the credits at the I end. I want to be like skeleton bones, bony Jim. <laughs> bony Jim. <laughs> because they talked about Frankenstein using real skeletons, and real skeletons are cheaper than... And that's what they were talking about. But again, it's this idea of these because these bones are human and aren't buried properly, that, that somehow the bones have cursed the film. But the movie does have that scene where the clown strangles a child and almost killed the kid for real. Yeah, that's also so, creepy. Do you think you'd want the real actual clown in your house from Poltergeist? No. You would not? No. Because you had Sean Graves, who we actually saw at a con. Yes, we did. We, we didn't realize who he was. Until we saw him <laughs> on the documentary. This, but he oh. actually owns the doll from Poltergeist. That's a creepy Creepy doll. Yeah, even if it, even if it's just a replica, I don't want it in the house. No. Uh, and then the, the um, last... We know that things themselves are cursed objects, all right? We've watched a whole bunch of movies, including <laughs> Annabelle. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to you don't want a curse room. Um, there are many dolls well, that Annabelle's are cursed. Well, Annabelle's real. Like, there's a real Annabelle. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I know. There's yeah. a lot of dolls out there that are cursed. Yeah, if you just don't... Oh, man. Yeah. Dolls are creepy, folks. Okay, dolls are creepy, especially the ones with the eyes that close and open. Oh, no, porcelain dolls are way creepier. I'm porcelain you. dolls are way worse. I mean, if you, ha- you know, went on like an amazing date with a woman and you're like, this is the one, and then she brought you over to her place and you saw the spare bedroom with a whole bunch of porcelain dolls, mm. run. I think my sister had an American Girl doll. Oh, gosh. And that was uh, a trip. Well, they have stories with them, so it's okay. They're supposed to be historical. Have you, have you seen some of the dolls that parents make for their children that are like supposed to be like replicas or twin dolls or whatever? Replicas of their... What? Yeah. Like, like of their child? Like, yes. So like... A Western version of a voodoo doll? <laughs> Not a Western version of a voodoo doll. You can't, like, curse it. <laughs> Anything but, can be cursed. That is true. But there are people that form, like, attachments to dolls. Like, we saw that person at Horror Hound who had, like, the dead baby doll. Yes. That is actually a thing. Like, you have women who um, end up having these hyper-real babies. Mm. These dolls that look exactly like a baby. Um because I think there's some mental illness issues there, but it's yeah. supposed to be often used for issues associated with grief. Creepy. Yeah. Creepy. Anyway. Anyway, yes, don't get a cursed doll. Don't do that. Now, the last two episodes were on the Twilight Zone movie and The Crow. Yes. And The Crow is the one I was most familiar with because I love The Crow. I remember I was very young. I was only about six years old when The Crow came out, but... I remember hearing my dad talk about how Brandon Lee died while shooting it. Mm-hmm. And back then he was trying to explain it to me because um, he, he read it in like the tabloid uh-huh. or the news or whatever. So I, I remember that. I, I always do The Crow as that movie that killed the main actor. Oh, and I remember because I was probably a freshman in high school. No, it came out in 1994. You were only 12. Okay, that's true. Never mind. I'm like, <laughs> when did that come out? Why do um, I know your age is better than <laughs> you do? Because every day is just a day, and I every don't know what year it is. Every day is the same. Um, but I do remember it was very popular at the time, and I remember hearing about Brandon Lee's death. But I think 
I, I just don't remember watching the film until later. And even then it was probably at a sleepover and I fell asleep. So. <laughs> what, what a dope sleepover. Like we're watching <laughs> the crow. But Brandon Lee famously got shot on set. And even before he got shot, there were other people saying the movie was cursed because there were two workers who got electrocuted, got third and fourth degree burns over their body. And then also, Brandon Lee is the son of Bruce Lee. And so there was also like this mythos of the curse of the Lee family because his father had died. um, Mysteriously. Mysteriously, even though it sounds like medically it was heat exhaustion. Yeah, because he removed his sweat glands. Yeah, I did not know that. I didn't know that either, and I love Bruce Lee. And so, folks, side note. Don't remove your sweat Keep glands. Keep your sweat glands. There's a reason why you have sweat glands. It's to cool you off so, <laughs> so you don't die of heat stroke randomly. Or it could have been uh, a killing blow that somebody like twisted his arm and did like, a heart punch to him or something. Uh, yes, very... Um, very likely. Very likely. That, or the Chinese mafia. But there were all these rumors <laughs> surrounding it. So Brandon Lee dies. And I'm glad that the ballistics expert actually showed how it happened because I had heard that something got lodged in the gun and a blank fired at him. So he actually got shot. He actually did get shoot. He did get shot with an actual bullet. Yeah. And I think that was actually a very educational explanation. Like I, I felt like they did a really nice job having someone say, let me explain exactly what happened in terms of the technicalities associated with the gun. Mm -hmm. Uh, That to me was very educational. Yeah. Showing exactly step-by-step what happened, how this mistake happened and how there was a dummy round that that pushed the bullet in just enough into the barrel. So when they loaded another blank into it, it shot it as if it was an actual bullet. Gosh. At like 600 miles per hour. It, it was just, yeah, it's just a tragedy. It's just a tragedy. Yeah, it's, it's such a sad thing. And then to realize how it could have been avoided had they just looked down the barrel of the gun and saw there was an obstruction. Well, because people cut corners. That's what it was. Yeah, they hired local people who were overworked and just didn't check the prop gun. And that is, I am so, this curse or tragedy or whatever it is makes me the most sad because The Crow is such a good movie. And I think this would have, this would have catapulted Brandon Lee. It would have been his big break. Oh, absolutely. And he would still be making movies today. I truly believe he, he could be a hero. He could be a villain. He could be doing such great martial arts movies that, that you see people like uh, Jet Li doing now and things like that. So it's very upsetting because he is, and he was a good actor. And he was good looking. He was good looking. He was one of my people, as I put it. Oh, really? Well, he was biracial. Yes, he was. Uh, he was half Japan. Or was Bruce Lee Chinese or Chinese? He was half Chinese and half white. white yes. Mm-hmm. I remember. Did you ever see uh, uh, the Dragon of Bruce Lee story? I have not. It's. I remember it was a made-for-TV movie that was on all the time, <laughs> and I just remember them saying like racial slurs in it. About, oh like, wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, oh yeah, absolutely. And that's so, like the part I remember the most. Actually, like, oh no. Well, but that. Creates awareness of the fact that when we look at film and Hollywood and things like that, mm-hmm. you don't always have that wide breadth of representation of Asian and Asian Americans. And so absolutely, this is, I mean, a tragedy, but also a young life cut short, you know? Yeah, for sure. I don't think the movie is cursed. Uh, I think that it's just a sad onset accident. I hope the Lee family isn't cursed. That'd be pretty cool if they weren't. Uh <laughs> But this one overall was my favorite episode, and for me, for for me personally, I don't want to say it's the most sad because Twilight Zone is oh 
the, viscerally gut-wrenching. Uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. So if you're talking about to have this one be the last episode of the five episodes of Cursed Films was a good choice on their part. Because there was no way to come back from this. No. There was no... I had never heard about this. I had no idea, which is... A lot of my friends, I posted on Facebook that, that it bothered me. I had never heard about this. And I like curses. I like the weird behind-the-scenes stuff. But I had never heard... And I'm not a huge Twilight Zone fan. I like it, but it's nothing I grew up watching. <laughs> I know. You're about to enter the door. That goes to another dimension. And I grew up on Twilight Zone. Yeah, so I, you're... I, I love Twilight Zone. The only thing I remember... From the Twilight Zone, the movie was that there were five sort of short stories. It was, it was an anthology. It was an anthology, and I remember the one on the plane, right, with John Lithgow. That that was, that was a remake of the William Shatner. There's a gremlin on the plane wing. Exactly. So as a kid, I remember seeing that. I don't remember any of the other stories. But this one was interesting for both of us because we didn't know how it was going to end. No. And when it ended, we both let out a huge gasp, and it it. It's bothered me into today. Like, it's just so, seeing it, basically what happens is, and you you can see the footage from many different angles on YouTube Ugh, and stuff. It's And I, I, I made that mistake, and I watched, like, freeze frames so you can, like, see things happening. Um, John Landis uh, directed Animal House. He directed some other stuff. And he was making Twilight Zone the, Zone the movie. And this was during that time of, like, New Hollywood. Like, we'll do anything we want. We're going to get dangerous. We're going to put our actors in danger. And the scene in question that he wanted to do was there was a, a a short story in the Twilight Zone movie where a character has to go back in time. He's very racist. And he has to – and he ends up redeeming himself by saving two kids who are being shot at by American troops during the Vietnam War. Yes. So they basically recreated Vietnam – in the 30-mile zone in Indian Hills, I believe, is what it was. Indian Hills, I don't know. I just remember Richard Sawyer as the production designer who described the landscape. Yes, he made the he made the Vietnamese village. He found a shallow stream that would be great for shooting. And they had this whole thing. That they're going to have a helicopter flying, shooting at the actor and two children he was carrying. And they're going to be these explosions from explosions, below. Which is way too dangerous, and the casting agency wouldn't give them any kids. <laughs> they wanted to shoot in 2.30 in the morning. They wanted to shoot them around explosions. Very unsafe. With a helicopter. With a helicopter <laughs> hovering very, very Hovering low. very low. Yes. So the production d designer is still tore up about this. And his career it basically ended on that night. Oh, yeah. No. he And he had – here's the thing, though. The interview. So him talking – him getting very upset because at one point he finds some of these extra explosions that weren't marked and he got really upset with John Landis and said, hey, look, like any any alterations you do, you need I need to know because these are explosions. Right. He'd also told him, like, I'm uncomfortable with there's this water, the helicopter is really low. And also these explosions when they had tested it prior to the actual shooting they were really, really close and caused a lot of issues with the helicopter. Yeah, when they were doing the dry runs and things exactly. like that. So it's like, but he didn't listen. But he did not listen. And that's where I, this this episode needed no time filled, but they still did it. This had <laughs> a lot of time filly stuff in it by talking to Kane Hodder, who played Jason, who's a stuntman. Stuntman, man, yeah. Who's like, Stunts go wrong. Also, uh, as I say, every time Kane Hodder gets brought up, He's a dick. Uh, I met him at a horror convention, and he is an asshole. But at least he's been lit on fire before. Yeah, so I have that. Like, at least you've been on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they also talk to Lloyd Kaufman, who runs Troma Films, and kind of how he 
does his set where it's all about safety. It's yeah, all about his safety. philosophy very clear is like we're, no people are going to get harmed, right? And movie no lie 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 like no people harmed lie 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 not no you may sound like <laughs> know that people are gonna get hurt like you just know it's gonna happen uh but it's no people harmed no property destroyed make a good movie exactly and make a good movie is like very in small font and small font below all of that so that so the different styles of like a really kind of trashy director who makes a lot of schlock cult films is, is still cautious. Is still more cautious than a guy making a Hollywood blockbuster. Oops. So the, the night comes there. They're shooting the scene. They're using the real actor. Vic Morrow. Vic Morrow, who is at the end of his career, so he can't really say no to anything. <laughs> and uh, they, they hired two children off the fucking street. Right. So these kids didn't have any representation. <laughs> yeah. So they had no way of saying, like, no. But that's illegal. That is you very illegal. Folks, you can't in a big movie just... Pick some kids off the street and be like, we want you in a movie, dear. And then, oh, I read behind the scenes, too. Like, they hid the kids from the fire marshal. Oh, really? Yeah, they... See, and that should have also been included in in the documentary. Yeah, I read on Wikipedia pretty extensively about this, but they hid him from the fire marshal, the fire safety people. Uh, so they, they were doing it really under the... They, they were, like, really skipping on the safety stuff. So the it comes time to shoot the scene. Vic Morrow is carrying these two kids. These two kids who are like six and seven. So they're not like kids. Under his arms. Under one his arms. Under each arm. Wading through water. Yeah. There are explosions going off everywhere. There's a helicopter flying over. And on the radio, they're like, we got to get out of here because this fire is getting too close to us. You hear John Landis screaming, go lower, go lower over the megahorn. And then... Uh, the helicopter is trying to, they, they were trying to get out of the scene. The helicopter was, but what happened was an explosion went off and shot debris into the tail rotor, which caused it to fail. Exactly. Which caused them to spin, spin out, out of control. And this helicopter landed blade first on these three actors, killing them instantly. Yeah. It's this one I think is the most horrific because we see it on film. There is multiple they, they had five cameras shooting on it you can go online to youtube and see every angle it's it's disturbing it is horrific and what's horrible uh he had dropped the little girl actually and was trying to pick her up but what happened was uh him and this is gonna be real quick it's gonna get real graphic so if you're not a graphic person uh it's going down uh the rotor hit Vic Morrow and the child, the boy, the, the boy, and just sliced their heads off. Yeah, and then the little girl got crushed under the helicopter. Yeah, they were they were killed. Yeah, I mean it was just it's it's horrific. And seeing the footage of this and being able to pinpoint when things happened is awful. Yeah, it's awful. And then yeah, it's just mm, it's not it's not great. And how nobody went to jail over this yeah that's what really bothered me the afterwards is sort of well landis is put on trial uh, or the fact that he i i don't know about you but i would have been really upset he went to everyone's funerals mm-hmm. and at one point at vic morrow's funeral he's like well he'll live on forever because he's an he was an actor and he's always in film and you're like that is not the stuff you want to hear at someone's funeral. And I would not want to see him at my child's funeral when I was on set and watched my children get murdered by a helicopter. Right. And it's really negligence. It's negligence and it's his fault. Yeah. But, and, but he, and they was, were on trial for manslaughter for a for, – it went on for like several years. But – And they had to pay a bunch of fines and things like that. And the parents of the kids did win a bunch of civil suits. Right. But he would had no criminal charges. Yes. But basically – 
his career did basically end there. Well, and you noted that Steven Spielberg basically was like, nope, not working yeah, with this Steven guy. Yeah, Steven Spielberg uh, dissolved his friendship with him, like just completely let his friendship just go by the wayside yeah. because of this. Yeah. And I mean, come on, folks. Steven Spielberg, we have to remember, did Jaws and knew that safety first. Safety yeah. first. And that shark was terrible. <laughs> that shark was super unsafe and actually bit down on Quinn and like broke his leg. So, yeah. And that's when uh, the new Hollywood order of like, we're going to do whatever we want to get the most real. We're going to make our actors real. Um, so that came to an end after this. Well, and I think we have to remember that films are, these are fiction, right? These are, this is performance. This is acting. These are supposed to be stories that are told visually, but there are real people involved. And so it's the lives of real people that we Why need to recognize. Why couldn't he just been carrying dummies? Well, there's a lot of things. And nowadays, right, we have... CGI. Uh, we, we have can... all kinds of things. And I'm sure after this, too, there oh, must yeah. have been safety. Oh, yeah, everything. All the safety guidelines have gone, yes. Well, and also because John Landis is not an expert at explosives, right? And and so for him to direct and be in control of all of that, I don't think he really recognized... How dangerous of... it was. Exactly. Because exactly. he wasn't there in the helicopter. He wasn't running through the water. It was just... Honestly, it's awful. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I've been on the internet for a minute. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just really. But this was a great episode to end with. Yes. Because it was the most in-depth, aside from, like, Kane Hodder being on and being like, I've been well, on fire. Well, and out of all of them, it's it doesn't have too many tangents. No. It has a few, but, but, but they go somewhere. Yes. They definitely go somewhere. And it does... It pays you off at the end if you make it through it. And it is just like, ugh. Oof. But, yeah. So, overall... I like the series, I think. I felt like sometimes I wanted to be an editor and be like, all right, so this is good, but now we need to go back and rework this mm-hmm. this episode to tighten it. Like, I kept feeling like a professor in some ways. Like, this is good, but... Yeah, I would have... If you only watch two episodes, watch The Crow and Twilight Zone movie. Yes. Watch those two because those are the most in-depth and really make you feel for the people involved. And it's just... There, there's more interesting. I know that Poltergeist is probably uh, tragic compared to like how many movies there were. There, there were three movies and more stuff happened through those. Mm-hmm. But also, but but the most tragic. Is, I mean, anytime children get killed negligently, it's always very yeah. sad. And yeah. then Brandon Lee also very yeah. sad. I think again, like overall, collectively, I, I enjoyed the series. I think it's one of those. You should definitely watch, but recognize that there's going to be good chunks of it where maybe you can do something else. Yeah, and I've seen better YouTube documentaries. There you go. So So, yeah, but definitely check it out. It's Curse Films. It is a Shutter exclusive, and you can get promo codes for Shutter all over the game internet. I think they had (laughs) one called like Shut In, where you got 30 days free. Oh, there you go. So if if you're shut into your house and want to watch some horror stuff, uh, check it out. Uh, But yeah, that is Curse Films on Shutter. Do you think films are cursed? I don't know. I'm pretty superstitious about a lot of stuff, so I could totally see... Evil is real and curses happen. Yeah, I think some of those are just like, mm, I, I wouldn't want anything from those movies in my house. That <laughs> is for sure. But that is Curse Films on Shutter. Check it out now if you want to. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. We did it. No! No! No. Uh, 
but yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week or maybe in two weeks. We don't know. It just depends on what comes out. What are weeks at all? What are weeks? What are days? <laughs> the, we, we might have one out tomorrow. Who knows what Who we're going to do? But uh, yeah, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com slash popculturepizzaparty, on Twitter at poppizzaparty. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Gavin Eddings. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LostPenny8. That's going to do it for us. Stay safe out there. For Pop Culture Pizza Party, I'm Gavin. And I'm Stephanie. Stay weird. Stay weird.